0: it's a bumblecast mini sponsored by twilight oh boy here we go it's the big one ian
1: this is it (laughs) the one you've been waiting for (laughs) oh man we got we got a lot we got a ton this is uh all about skies of arcadia This is your jam, Ian, so this should be exciting. My body is ready. (laughs) All righty. Well, Skies of Arcadia has a really interesting magic system with its colors of magic. For those who don't know, they do an interesting cosmology thing with multiple moons and their respective meteors called Moonstones, which can be used to do their associated magics. How do you think the major SA2 slash Sonic X slash Sonic Prime, Nermies and Kyle would most naturally use each of those powers?
0: Let's see here. Sonic, I'm inclined to go with blue, not just because of the color, but because that can grant you, what was it called? Weblin? Quicken? That accelerated your speed overall. But Sonic's whole shtick is being adaptable, you know? uses all the colors via the wisps so i could see him using just about anything um i'm trying to think what was what did the electric set do it's been a long time since i've played around with the stuff powers over energy and virility with a running theme of electricity that's yellow yeah i can't remember if it because like every spell had like some kind of debuff and buff well it either did a debuff or it did a buff i can't remember what yellow did uh, but you know, I might I'd almost say blue for tails again, because it also, in addition to water, it had of a wind theme to it. Yeah. Um, red for knuckles quite clearly. It He's a big power type. It had a physical buff move on hit on its end. And I mean, we're going to, we're being color coordinated thus far. Amy. I don't know because you know, On the one hand, she's very supportive, so blue or red would be good, but she also has the kind of hint of mysticism, so I almost want to go purple because that can do silence, Mm -hmm. but then Silver has some Mm -hmm. of the more weird, like, party helping things like clearing debuffs or resurrection. And that's that's about as supportive as you can get. So I don't know. You could go a lot of ways with that. It's such a ver- versatile and lovely magic system. It's confusing too, in some ways, because... <laughs> Like, it's not particularly clear how you gain magic experience or if having your particular elemental moonstone attached buffs that or if it just grants you points. And never mind the looper itself that casts magic with a question mark because who even knows what that does? That's not part of the question, though, is it? No, no, it's
1: not. But that's okay. I didn't think you'd stick to any parts of the questions on this
0: episode. Uh, <laughs> and what would Kyle get? Kyle. <laughs> Kyle will go with green because green. that is, you know, most all the healing spells come from green. And he's the whole reason why this show lives. Okay. But it's also where you get the poison spells and he likes to throw out some toxic ideas. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know, man. I think that's fine. I guess I'll take it. <laughs> i mean the thing thing is like i I, i'm not like a support character kind of guy like normally i play like the ones who do do damage dealers that's my thing but i mean you justified it i think it fits (laughs) 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 all right here's another question I'm sorry, I try to tie this stuff into Sonic, usually. Feel free to give them Sonic characters as trainers if you think it will help retain audience interest. But I gotta ask, what do you think the names for the different Clefairy evolutions would be if it evolved via exposure to the different moonstones of Skies of Arcadia? And
0: what would each of their Pokemon abilities be? Number one, it doesn't have to be Sonic-related to be on this show. Yeah, we are very Sonic-centric, but that's just kind of by happenstance you can ask anything on the bumblecast that's fine we are a QA show any question is fine except what my credit card numbers are i'm not going to tell you that <laughs> uh number two kyle just to make sure you're in the loop yeah uh, the clefairy line is a group of little fairy-like critters with kind of a moon theme um if i remember the lore correctly there's a legend that they came from the moon that they aren't even from earth uh the little baby form is called Cleffa and it looks like a little teeny tiny star and then that turns into a Clefairy which is a pink lump with some fairy attributes yes and then you give it a moonstone and it turns into a Clefable which is a larger rabbit pink lump fairy thing <laughs> yes
1: okay there i am were a familiar lot of pink with these. lumps in Gen one i am familiar with these yes pink lumps good lots of lumps there's, plenty of, <laughs> there's so many
0: lumps in pokemon just big old Blobs of blobbiness So, if we gave it a green moonstone, say that turns into cleflora, cliffor- uh, something that is clearly plant themed. Okay. Redstone from the more fiery regions that would give you a clefire. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone would—that's electrical—that would give you a cleflash. A purple stone that's all ice themed that would give you a clefrozen. <laughs> Blue one's all wind and water, so that would give you a uh, cliff flow. And then silver, again, it's a weird one and it kind of deals with life and death themes. So we'll call that one a Clefinite.
1: <laughs> well, everyone's just going to call it a Clefinite.
0: You know what? That can be a regional name. I ain't going to argue with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that right. can be your school ground battle. It's Clefinite. It's Clefinite. Nice. Nice. And then that weird kid off to the side. It's just a pink lump. Shut up, Todd! <laughs> Who is Todd? <laughs> I don't know, but he's got a terrible taste. Oh. Uh, as for abilities, I don't know. I'm not super big into that aspect of Pokemon. It was always a feature that I felt was distracting and annoying. Like, either you've got the signature thing. For the marquee mons that make them kind of broken, looking at you, freaking green ninja, <laughs> or they're like, oh, we couldn't think of what to put on this one, uh, intimidate. And it's like, ah, I don't know. I don't like him. Not gonna go there. All right. <laughs> okay. On to the next
1: question. What sections of Skies of Arcadia would you most want to see turned into an action stage for classic Sonic two D? Modern Sonic Frontiers, Shadow Adventure,
0: and Blaze Boost. To be clear, Twilight's asking about gameplay styles, right? Yeah. So you know a modern Sonic game, but in the frontier style. Uh, a Shadow game, but in the adventure style rather than Shadow's game, because uh-huh. that was more heroes esque. So, uh, let's see here. I this is me just spitballing. There's uh, probably a hundred different ways you go about this, for for like uh classic sonic i could really see you having an easy time just adapting iksitaka into a classic stage act one could be the jungle region everything's verdant and lots of hills and neat uh, wooden structures it would be wood zone more or less (laughs) and then act two is when you get to the valuan mines and everything's dark and dank, and you have the machinery built into the walls and You know, maybe have the spike trap death room at the end as a way to get out. Maybe that would make for a neat boss fight. You know, recycle that idea. You have to beat the boss before the ceiling comes down. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Break to Loco's helmet and a flicky flies out. Uh, As for a frontier-styled stage, I say, you know, take the Rixus dungeon, again, from Ixataka, and just turn it into an open-world map. It was not my favorite dungeon. It's so foggy and kind of slow-paced. I mean, a lot of the dungeons are slow-paced, but that one in particular was kind of a bit of a slog. But you open it up and turn it into one big arena that you can run and climb and dash and trick around. Yeah. And then have that fog settle in so that there's a little bit of danger. You don't know where you're being launched off to. That could work. And, I mean, Grindel is basically... Uh, giganto, when you get down to it, so there's your supersonic fight. It's built in. Mm-hmm. God, supersonic versus any of the Gigas. <laughs> nice. God, can you, you know, Raccoon stomping around, strafing with lasers? You got like peach head or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> an adventure style stage. If we're, especially for focusing on Shadow, maybe extrapolate on the Grand Fortress. And make this make it kind of a whole uh, Valuen type stage. Like I know Grand Fortress is one of the most straightforward dungeons, and that was more story driven than anything else. But if you make it about shadow infiltrating the most fortified piece of the entire Valuen Empire and blowing it all up, yeah, buddy, that'd be fun. And it speaks to the linear nature. You just have to make it less, you know, running up catwalks and more, you know quick action arcadey go from this set piece to this set piece to this set piece hit that hit that blow that up go over here Ooh, it, it could be fun
1: <laughs>
0: and for a sonic rush boosty type stage i think he could probably adapt glacia pretty well i want to say i mums the stage at a rush one the the water was it water temple hydro temple aqua temple i
1: forget <sighs> i forget what the, any of the zones in rush one are called it was
0: like a big, uh, beautiful, urban, old world castle town with lots of water theme going on. Water palace. Glacier is basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Glacier is that, but upside down and ice themed. Okay. Upside down is good. Why not? <laughs> and right there, you got the bottomless pit hazard built in because you literally can't fall anywhere. It's just the
1: abyss. Oh, no. The
0: abyss. <laughs> the deep sky. Wee. I wish there was more to that. I mean, I understand why it was probably a last-minute thing that's so late in the game, but for all the build-up, it was eerie, to be sure, and I'm getting off-topic again. Anyway, next question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Prime has a neat private realm, and the storybook games have some great charm in how they adapt other worlds of Sonic. It is fun to see Sonic characters inhabit other characters in that way. Let us say, just before Forces, for his reputation's sake, the Commander got summoned to Arcadia the same way that Sonic got summoned to Avalon with an I-need-someone-who-is-excellent spell, and the Skies characters were recast with their favorite NERMIS.
0: How would you picture this
1: going down, and who is played by
0: who? Uh, Well, we'll go with the easy thing first and just do the casting. Like, Sonic is vice. I mean, come on. There's no debate there. For Aka... I my knee jerk reaction is to say Amy because you know right hand female friend melee weapon you know lots of energy and enthusiasm but with the dual pigtails and a big old boomerang and an affinity for shiny things it's got to be Sticks mm-hmm. and it just it, the parallels are right there and while the ages don't sync up you've got an inc- an impossibly pure primary healer support character with a small companion that does all the actual attacking. Cream is Fina. I mean, am I wrong?
1: No, I, I, I guess can't be. not. I, I'm, I'm exactly right. I, I guess not. I don't know. Why are you asking me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, for Trakama, that's a lot harder because we don't have a lot of grumpy old men in the Sonic series, and Knuckles isn't old mm-hmm drachma's whole defining trait as he's old <laughs> that and the giant mechanical kill you arm uh eh, i don't know i mean body type wise big is a little closer maybe he trades out the giant mechanical arm for a giant fishing rod that'd be funny cue <laughs> up his final special the stormy skies roll in there's a giant cliff he raises this friend Impossibly, a large mechanical fishing rod up over his head. He looks down on the poor sapless enemy that's about to get one shot. Die! Smashes him. Ah, oh, that would be great. Gilder. If Sonic wasn't already Vice, I would almost say Sonic for Gilder. But at the same time, Gilder's a bit of a fop. Eh, maybe not a fop, but. Uh, there's a degree to his hedonism that I don't know if it quite matches. The gunplay isn't anything. The gunplay might link him to Shadow, but Shadow is not <laughs> Shadow is not a Gilder. He is the anti-Gilder. He is hilariously not Gilder. Hmm. Uh, and for Enrique, maybe Silver in that whole naive, I want to make things better sort of way. And then he just freaking destroys you because where the hell did he summon that dragon from? But that's not here nor there. Uh, The commander comes in and here's the thing. The commander is a leader of fleets and armies, and that's not really what the blue, blue rogues are about. The fact that they came together under vice in the finale was a big deal that he could rally so many ships, both blue rogues and black pirates. Uh, commander honestly is more fit for how the Volua Navy ran and I could see him temporarily falling in step with Galician thinking that, you know, this is the orderly way of doing things. We are the authority in Arcadia, uh, it just kind of depends on when he shows up because <laughs> the minute nazrad gets, you know, nazratted the commander will kind of go, mm, I'm with the baddies. That's no good. Time to defect. And then maybe he helps handle logistics to get the, you know, Baroque's fleet together and attack the Hydra. That could maybe work.
1: Nice. All right. Is there anybody else? Or is that everybody?
0: Oh, we could go for much longer, but let, let's keep it focused. Okay. If you insist.
1: If you could combine Arcadia with any other two worlds, what would you choose? I'm also kind of curious if you agree that urban fantasy esque settings like Sonic fold together exponentially easier. I.
0: We'll tackle the latter half first. I don't know about necessarily easier because your urban fantasies can have different tones. Yeah. Uh, even Sonic himself, his series can cover a wide range of tones so depending on what you're doing with the urban fantasy or just science fantasy in general some may mesh better than others like you know kirby is so open-ended cutesy anything goes it fits with anything right but metroid which i guess is more closer to sci-fi but i i don't know chozo ghosts and some of the stuff in there yeah, arguably fantasy that one would be a little harder to fit together sometimes yeah or like mario is a degree of fantasy that i think would fit great with like kirby but wouldn't necessarily mesh with the high fantasy of like zelda immediately there would be a bit of a design and total dissonance um and that may be just out of ter- personal interpretation i could be wrong maybe somebody could make it work maybe you know you adapt some stuff so that they fit together a little better mm-hmm. or maybe i got tunnel vision i don't know uh but if you could do breath of the wild zelda in the arcadia setting holy crap dude like just the thought of exploring each of those islands as its own fully realized landmass and then taking an airship to the next region and oops I don't want to stay on the airship. I want to see what that weird thing in the sky is. I'm going to jump off and glide down and visit it. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that'd be, Oh, that'd be a good game. That mm, hook an Ivy to my arm. Cause I'm going to stop eating.
1: <laughs> uh, it might be dangerous. You might not want to do that.
0: <laughs> uh, that if I could choose how to die, that's how I'll go blissful unaware of the rest of the world as I lose myself in that imaginary scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just Straight up, put the put the chip in my brain, Elon. Let me go off to La La Land. <laughs> um, the Twilight said two.
1: Yeah. Any other two worlds? I mean, Sonic used to be two worlds.
0: Yeah. I mean, Sonic could work, I guess. I'm just... We always do Sonic crossover stuff. I know. And I know I said Kirby could mesh with everything, but that seems like the easy answer. That's I mean, too simple.
1: Sonic is the easiest answer on this show, but Kirby is pretty yeah. easy, too. For some reason, maybe it's because it's just Dreamcast, but I get, like, Power Stone vibes from Skies of Arcadia for some reason. Or Tales.
0: Yeah. Tales of, maybe. Stuff like that. Yeah, I could see a Tales of god a tales of engine run skies of arcadia <laughs> active battle system with that special 2d plane targeting but with the 3d maneuverability on the field mm-hmm. i mean you've already basically got the classic style of the airship when you're going around the various islands well hey. hidden robots the hidden plots to you know reshape the world fight a god by the end yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> dear Lord, put Lloyd Irving and Vice on the same boat together, provided that they can keep it in one piece when they get to the destination. Whatever they're up against screwed
1: yeah. by the sheer willpower alone. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Then I can see, you know, throw some Power Stone
0: in there, too. You know, why not? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, aesthetically, it would match pretty closely. Yeah, yeah. I miss Power Stone. God. Oh, my God. Zelos and gilder going out on the town together (laughs) disastrous
1: oh no zillow's doing anything is disastrous but you know
0: drachma learns of kratos's backstory tries to rip his head off oh no (laughs) Well, Fina and colette being together they'd be so pure you could like clean water just by proximity to them
1: (laughs) would that be a lot of sorry A lot of apologizing.
0: They didn't reach the Canadian quota within a week.
1: Uh, A week? Maybe a few hours. Uh, All right. Is that
0: enough? It should be. It should be. This is not an hour long show. This is a mini.
1: I mean, this is a quote unquote mini. (laughs) Twilight knew what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right. The mystery of the Black Moon is very interesting. It must have existed, but that is all that is really known about it. If it was somehow flung out of orbit and into the Sega multiverse, the Black Moon would no longer be a moon,
0: right? Well, on the one hand, there's that whole... Deb- there's the continuing debate within the astro uh, astrological community. No. Astrological? Astronomical? No. Space people.
1: Astronomical... Peoples astrological like astrology yeah 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 I'm being asked how do we know it's not the
0: end (laughs) we'll get to that okay but like what defines a planet and what defines a moon and what defines a you know body in space is still not a hundred percent defined mm-hmm Like once they found stuff out beyond Pluto and, you know, they're finding things like Ceres and whatever. And it's like, is it really just a giant icy body? or Is it a planet? Well, it's got things going around it, but Mercury doesn't. What really defines a moon? Is it the shape? Well, then Mars doesn't have moons because they're like potatoes. It's like there's a lot of discussion over what constitutes an actual planet versus a moon versus an asteroid versus whatever celestial objects are out there space station. <laughs> so, I mean, the black moon is a moon by virtue of the other colored moons are moons as well. That being said, it's in the black rift. You can find the thing. Like if you know where to go, you can actually find it. And it's like partially shattered. And it's probably what caused the dark rift. Cause what else would create that band of like weird warping, strange, dark, dark, Man, it was obnoxious trying to find around with that, you know, enemy encounter rate without having the white map on. But still, it was also spooky and weird and was neat. And man, farming that one black looper was the only way to get Drakma back to a viable character once you finally get him in. And the point is, the black moon is there. It's in the black rift. And if it went down to somewhere else, then it would just be a debate on what a moon is, which is a much larger conversation. <laughs> That's no moon. Or is
1: it? Or is it? All right. Here's the next question. Good God. How hard did the ending of that whole storyline with the whale hit you when you, were, when you were younger?
0: Truth be told, I didn't like that dungeon. It felt like they kind of ran out of time. It's like, okay, uh, the civilization disappeared. Also, there's some weird big robot here. And now Drachma? Like, I had made peace that Drachma was gone. And to have him come back... And be saved by uh, Rakshan. That makes sense. It It's thematic. I get it. He made peace. That's all good. But I don't know. I remember not really liking that entire segment and feeling a little cheated that Drakma got a death cheat because he went out like a boss. Hmm. And then I was mad that he didn't immediately rejoin the party. It's like, we found you, big boy. Come back. I have a big warship. There's room. Get back here. No, all right, fine. <laughs> And then at the end of the game, you get, because you always have your three main party members, and then you can cycle out your fourth by the end the game. And there he is, but he hasn't leveled up at all. And you lose him within, like, the first third of the game. So he, he he's weak sauce. <laughs> and then the, what hit me hard, what got me was when you finish the game, there's little biographies of the entire crew you've amassed through the course of the game. And he, like, dies contentedly. Like, six months after the end of the game. And I'm going through all these profiles going, Oh, that's nice. Oh, they got their happy ending. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's great. And Drakma found peace and died. Would that, no! You can't do that to me! He needs to go on more adventure good time stuff. He found peace. It was time to do cool things with his newfound life again. Damn it! Don't oh. <laughs> That one hurt. That one was what got me. Oof. Aw.
1: Well... It's time again for the coveted Digimon question. What would the Digimon partners for each of the three main party members start off as? And how would they challenge or enrich their tamers? And what would they end as? And who from the support cast would manage to DNA Digivolve with the main three so that they could transcend natural levels?
0: Okay, so we did like the one Digimon overview. Yeah. And you've provided notes, which is appreciated because I retained nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: mean I remember
0: that Digimon are a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kinda, kinda.
0: So going by Twilight's notes, I'm kind of stumbling drunkenly forward in the dark here, but we'll see if this makes any sense. If you are a fan of Skies of Arcadia and a fan of Digimon, maybe this works for you. If I am completely misinterpreting it, please comment below and tell me why I'm wrong. But I could see Vice starting off with something that's a nature spirit virus thingy and through their time together would become a wind guardian virus because it's vice. He doesn't have personal growth. He's perfect as he is. (laughs) He's just, he's just the bestest boy protagonist. Just like Sonic. (laughs) Better than Sonic. (laughs) Okay straight up. he just like he's not a flawless individual and that's what makes him perfect but he's just this unflinching personification of resolve and can-do attitude that he brings everybody up with him without being a patronizing saint and he's oh he's just such a cool guy <laughs> and never mind that bitch and coat i want that coat i want that whole look I just, I, w- I want to be Vice, all right? I want to be Vice. I want to have the swords. I want to be on the boat. I want to be there. Anyway. <laughs> it would be a flying boat. It's different. Anyway. So. <laughs> I couldn't hear what you said, but
1: I'm laughing at your response.
0: She says I don't even like, like being on boats, which is fair. I can't remember the last time I was on a boat.
1: <laughs> I like
0: boats. When we went whale watching? I remember I got very sick. Anyway. Like. <laughs> yeah. um, Whatever this whatever Digimon Vice has, he would break it out of its shell. He would encourage it. It would learn new things about itself. It would become a better critter. It would might even become a brand new Digimon you've never seen before, Arcadimon, <laughs> the most perfect Digimon to ever mon. Oh, wow. he uh, <laughs> uh, maybe she starts out with like a virus buster vaccine type that then becomes a dragon's roar data type. My thinking here is she is kind of cavalier and she's very greedy and that kind of steers her. So I would think it would be funniest if she had a companion that was trying to course correct that, trying to moralize her a little bit. And then it just does not work and she gets it to just chill out and enjoy life and become a pirate (laughs) because it worked on Fina and really that's the more fun way to go with things i mean it's the pirates of the caribbean thing you know every single character becomes cooler when they become a pirate <laughs> in that movie series so pretty much that's the logic that applies here and on that note uh fina i would imagine and this i'm going off of like her sylvite heritage and the fact that she's got cubal with her which is like this if the t-1000 was a chow
1: oh no if that makes any sense that that sounds horrifying I don't want that at all. He's a weird little
0: goober. He's a weird little goober, but if you raise him right, he turns into a cannon, like a literal cannon, and shoots magic at people, and that's just great. So I imagine her being like a metal empire vaccine type, or rather, her partner to reflect her early days, and then like her would become a virus buster slash virus type. You know, she's still supportive, she's still uh, nurturing and lovely and full of lightness and goodness and purity and what have you, but she's also learned that the world is gray. It's not pure black and white that there is uh good within piracy because this is a fantasy world where there can be good in piracy. And she has made friends and she's opened up and she has her own self and la di da dee, uh, da. As for DNA, did you evolve? I see. I'm not as familiar with that and I don't think there's notes here, so I don't know what to do, but <laughs> you know, we'll look, look at the main three, and see what they are personally and just assume that their partners would be similar and they would bring those attributes to it. So Drachma would be whatever it is that revolves around kind of stubbornness, but it's also a form of resoluteness. You know, he is a steadfast man. He is a sturdy man of the sky seas, the sea skies, the airboats. And... (laughs) obstinate as a bull, but that also means that he's not going to flinch in the face of any kind of adversity. So it's the good and the bad. Uh, Gilder is a free spirit again for the good and the bad. He, he loves to sail. He loves adventure. He loves going off on his own. His crew is free to kind of do whatever they want. Whenever he gets a flight of fancy and leaves them, it's just how they kind of roll, but he's also kind of flippant and eh, sadly a bit, technically misogynistic i don't feel like it's intentional but it's not the best worldview mm-hmm. although he seems to maybe come around towards the end i mean he's he's there with clara at the end it's it, whatever that's a whole other discussion so <laughs> something that you know focuses on the sense of uh self-driven freedom and the pros and cons that come with that and as for enrique um justice. I guess is his main driver a kind of blind dutiful rigid idea of right needs to be applied he he's lawful hero no lawful good yes like yeah kind of through and through and he never is really put in a position where that's really a problem because he's always right but that's just the nature of the story i mean the valuan empire is clearly bad and there's the whole thing and you know what I, you know what I mean. Point is, you know, someone who is virtuous and driven to do the right thing, even at the cost of their own selves, um that could be an interesting attribute to be applied to the whole digi cross pollination, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And now, Twilight Lord has a question for you, Kyle. Oh so boy!
1: Kyle, oh boy! Oh boy! Anyway, what's up?
0: So, Kyle, thoughts?
1: <laughs> you really like Skies of Arcadia. That's that's what I'm getting from this.
0: And water is wet.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> we've 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 uh, we've covered a lot of ground here, <laughs> or sky, as it were. <laughs> see what That's I the did, beauty there. of the
0: franchise. You can do both.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna play it, but I. I don't know. I. I. I have an appreciation for it, partially through you, partially just through osmosis of my enjoyment of Sega in general. So. Hmm. You know, I'm 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 down. I'm here for it, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts. I don't have many thoughts, but so uh, I'm 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 sorry it can't be more interesting.
0: <laughs> now, I know you're not a big fan of RPGs in general. Yeah, not really. They're long. And if if anyone's tracking down the GameCube copy or the Dreamcast copy. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number 1, good luck. Uh, there uh,
1: are there are other ways.
0: But we're we're talking about the you good side of piracy here, uh, <laughs> and you're if you're going into it completely blind, and you are more accustomed to modern day RPGs and such. Oh, yeah. do keep in mind it comes from an older school of RPGs. It is slower paced. There isn't a lot of interactivity in battles. Um, the North Sky Sea is a slog, and if you don't have Aka's uh double- the shield it can be an absolute nightmare but once it it really gets by on its timeless charm Mm -hmm. uh, and absolutely stellar soundtrack the characters are charming the the characters are charming the world is whimsical without being uh fluffy the designs are fun and bright and engaging i cannot stress how much the music is just fantastic Mm. There's a sense of freedom and fun and exploration there still, especially once you equip the white map, which turns off random encounters because, man, the random encounters can be
1: <sighs> brutal. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing that discourages me.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I feel like you get it sooner in the GameCube version. But aren't then there more you, encounter, encounter?
1: Isn't the encounter rate way higher in the GameCube version, though? Or something no, like they that. lowered it. Or they lowered, they lowered it. lowered it in the GameCube version. Okay, okay. I've, I've, there's something where they went backwards, like something like that. I'm trying to remember which game it was that did that. but
0: The North Sky Sea is like a very early overworld, I hesitate to call it a dungeon, but region, mm-hmm. where you are in heavy headwinds, so your progression is slowed to like half and a common enemy that pops up has a silver spell that has a 50-50 shot of killing you on the spot. Oh, boy. So you're in an extremely slow progression of a region, and if you're not holding forward on the stick, the minute you load back into the overworld, you will be pushed backwards and lose progress. And unless you have a particular skill that protects you from all magic, you can get a party wipe real darn quick through no fault of your own. It ain't the best part of the game. I won't defend that but and the story itself is not anything revolutionary mm-hmm. but it's satisfying it's fun it's hopeful and that was the big thing too is that this was in the era where things were starting to get kind of grungy uh the world is crap we we don't have to be driven by virtue and morals and you know everything doesn't have to be all right in the end the world is gritty and our heroes are gritty and people die and things can be depressing and skies of Arcadia is like yeah but things are also okay too you know what if you have the courage and the resolve to carry on do so mm-hmm. and you are the captain of your own fate and that's just it's nice it's just that nice comfy game
1: <laughs> well
0: that's fun hearing you talk about it <laughs> i know you love it that- and all of Gilder's specials are just freaking money, man. God, Gunslinger! Like everybody's got like a set of special attacks, and his in particular, because like, he's a, a gunslinger. The very first special you unlock for this guy is that all of a sudden you get swept into like this ha- this corridor of rushing light, like almost you're inside of an active gun barrel, and he pulls out both weapons and he aims at whatever he's in his line of sight. And he goes, "Come on." Dance for me, and just unloads on him, and oh my god, he's such a manly man. <laughs> I want his coat too. He has one of the bitchinest coats. There's a lot of good coats in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. well Elias says it's basically Eisen's coat out of Tales of Berseria, and you know what? I want Eisen's coat too. I want his whole look. I want to be Eisen. Let's get down to it. Let's. I mean, yeah. <laughs> On a scale of who's manly or gilder to Eisen, I have to abstain because just damn, dude. <laughs> uh,
1: you heard it here first. Ian Flynn wants to be an anime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Hell, I, I, I am more body type like a drachma, and I'll even take that. Just give me the big old steampunk smacking arm. I'll take it.
1: I, mean, I don't need cool. the
0: Delphinius. Let me fly the Little Jack. That thing had a freaking harpoon cannon. That's badass. I'll take the Little Jack. I'm cool with That's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I do love me some airships and pirate stuff like that. So, I don't know. Someday I'll play it. Anyway. <laughs> this was supposed to be about my thoughts, not yours.
0: <laughs> well, you had your chance.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And then that and. Then you took over and that's fine, but we should probably get going except we do have one more thing to cover. And, uh, Twilord wants to know what topic we would like
0: the next assignment to be about. Once again, man, it, it's your money. It's your many. What do you want to hear us talk about? Go. You are the captain of your own destiny here. Well, You choose how much more skies of Arcadia we get to talk about.
1: <laughs> well, I had a suggestion actually. Because okay. I know Twi-Lord uh, is a big fan of Tails. So I'm suggesting a mini about Tails. Let's do that. Okay. Let's do something. Let's talk about Tails. We, we don't talk about the, the the little fox man enough. We should talk about it more. So let's make a mini about
0: Tails. If that's what he wants, that's what we'll do. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. Yep. thank you to Twilight for sponsoring this mini if you want one of your own head over to patreon.com slash bumblecast kofi.com slash bumblecast or become a YouTube member we'll see you in the next one